There are many issues that plague youth. The church acts as a safe haven. It provides a place where youth can come together to hear the Word of God. Upper Room Media presents to you this Youth Talk, delivered from Sydney, Australia. So, uh, I'll just say some points. Yani, draw our attention to some points about purity. But before we start, I'd like you to raise your hearts to the Lord that some of these points will be really effective in our life. Because sometimes we attend meetings and we go out of the meeting with no outcome. And sometimes we go out of the meeting with a lot of enthusiasm as if I found something that is very important in my life. I remember once I attended a talk in Egypt a long time ago and the speaker was speaking about the answer of prayer and it changed my life, this talk about how I can yeah, get something from God. So I hope that tonight, through our prayers for each other, that something can happen in our life that would improve our purity because it's a topic of certain importance. I thought to speak about some points. The first point is the motivation. We have to be motivated to be pure. Something that comes in our mind, should I be pure? Why? Why should I be pure? What motivates me for purity? There's a link between success and purity. And we studied that in the Bible situations. For example, Joseph in the Old Testament. He was very successful. The Bible speaks about him doing anything he stretched his hand to will be successful. Why? If you study his history, you know that he's possibly displayed the highest level of purity that can ever happen. Young man, they say he was about 17 years old. No family, no parents, no church, no confession father. Just isolated and thrown in Egypt away from his family. And he was chased by this woman, Dave. He's living in her house. And there was a lot of factors for him that he should fall in sin. Number one, it's uh, secretive. No one can know. No one will watch. No one will. He has to report to. Lonely, away from the family. But he said, how would I do this? Sin and sin against God. And that is the reason for him for all his success. There are many verses in the Bible that relate success to purity. One of the verses in the Bible that's very strong for, to motivate us is the power of intercessory power. You can intercede on behalf of someone because of your purity. And the Lord say, yes, I'll do that for you. There's a verse in Job that says that you can save the one that is not innocent by your purity. And your purity can save the one that is guilty. For example, if my brother, my son, my dad is guilty, I can save him from the consequence of guilt by my own purity. That's the promise from the Lord. I tell you something that I observed over the years, that a pure youth is a gem and I have gone to the extent that your success is guaranteed, your answering your prayer is guaranteed. As I said, possibly last week in the English church, last time I came, 
that there are two things that make God answer your prayers. Who amongst us doesn't need God to answer his prayer? If I'm a student, I need the Lord to support me in my exams. If I'm searching for a course, then I need the Lord to facilitate this course for me. If I am about to, in an age to new a partner, then the Lord will support me to know that that partner that is of his choice. If I'm working, I need some support at work, protection. If I'm married, I need children. If I have children, I need them to be blessed and so on. So all of us need God. You need to say something and say, the Lord say, yes, yes, my son, yes, my daughter, I'll do that for you. Hell, the first key that opens the doors of mercy of God is purity. A pure youth is very valuable in the eye of God because it's very hard. It's very hard. The harder the exam, the more the reward will be if you pass. So purity is very hard because it's something from within my, my system, my hormones drive me for sexual immorality. And uh, the devil is using it. The, the condition that we're living in is very tough. And uh, the media is always injecting spiritual, uh, sexual temptation. The school, the, the everywhere. And we are requested to keep our purity in this environment. So it's very hard to test. I would imagine that it's harder than stopping drugs. It may be hard, definitely it's harder than stopping smoking, to stop pornography, stop falling in bad habits. So because it's very hard to test, then the success is very highly regarded by God. So a use that is pure is a gem in the eye of heaven. And that's why he or she will be rewarded richly by God. For example, some of the girls think, who will approach me for marriage? I need a certain man, that son of God, to approach me. If you keep your purity, then you guarantee that the Lord will not let you down. Some of the youth need something from God's sake for health. If you keep your purity, then the Lord will definitely be generous to answer your prayers. I may need something, not for me, for my sister, for my brother, for my dad, for my mom. Then our purity is very effective. In so this is the main motivation that makes me. I always say that there are two things, a topic that is not for tonight, which is self-denial and purity. These are the two supports. If I am capable to deny myself and I'm capable to live in purity, then whatever I ask, I receive. Is that a promise? Yes. Is that supported by the Bible? Definitely. Supported by the history? Definitely. Supported by our own experience? 100%. I tell you some stories that happened in our church. You invited me to speak about purity a number of years ago. And I remember that night I came to the same church, same group, and I spoke about something about purity, and I gave, I dared to give a promise that if you keep yourself 40 days or 42 in particular, uh, away from any sexual temptation, then the Lord will prove to you 
that it is something good by answering one of your petitions. Among the people that were sitting in the group was a guy that was concerned about his brother. His brother was married a number of years with no children. And he knew that his brother is very desperate, that his wife would fall pregnant. Then it came to his mind, if I keep my birthday 42 days, will you, Lord, answer me? And he did. And before he ended his term of Yanni, he called the challenge to keep his purity for 40 days. His uh, sister-in-law checked herself and she was pregnant. And he came and said, it's wonder, wonder. A similar situation happened after that about a person that had finished his degree and he was desperate to get a job and the market was a bit hard for him to get a job. And he came also to say to me, if I keep my priority, will God give me uh, a good job? I said, definitely God will be favorably looking at your petition. And uh, it took him more than 40 days. He continued keeping his purity. I got a job very close to his house, very highly paid, and he says it's, it's the hand of God different. So it's very true, very true. And yeah, you take this as a promise from God in the church, from a priest in the church, telling you that if you keep your purity, that something will happen to you in your life that shows you that this is valuable in the eye of God. I personally had this experience. Sometimes I had it in a negative way, and sometimes I had it in a positive way. The positive way is a story that happened to me a long time ago, decades ago, that I needed something from God that has to be miraculous to happen. There's something that doesn't happen naturally. And there was a bit daring to ask about something that is not expected to happen naturally. And what can I offer God? I didn't know what to do. I was not financially at that time capable to donate generously. I thought that the only thing that is in my head is to keep my purity. And then I promised God that I will not buckle under any temptation. It took me a long time, and actually the consequence of keeping your purity health-wise, sometimes negative health, I I suffered both the health consequences and the temptation. But the miracle happened. And it, it was implanted in my mind and in my memory that, that this is not coincidence. I think God is preparing me for priesthood then to tell me that this is something valuable in my heart. I read discussion that happened between Orthodox monks and non-Orthodox monks, monks that were heretics in the 6th century. They were arguing about topics, and the leader of the Orthodox part was Saint John Climacus, a saint from the 6th century in Sinai. And they argued against each other. One group say right, the other group say left. It's like opposition all the time, until they came to the topic of purity. And they all agreed that if they keep their purity, then the Lord will bless the monastery and bless their life. So it's evidenced in the history of them. I'm repeating myself just to create in us the desire for 
achieving this goal. It's a gift. Actually, it's very valuable. Yani imagine that I can have access to the generosity of God. Imagine that the hand of God can be favor, favorably helping me if I keep my purity. I may have a court case, I may have a health case, whatever, then it's in my hand if I keep my... So, I'm speak about the first point, which is the motivation. So let me speak about another point, which is a resource. There is a resource for purity. And before I say this resource, I can tap on this resource to receive. I'll tell you some experience. I remember a number of years ago, a priest, not from Sydney, but he was a friend of mine before he was ordained. I was actually, I nominated him and became priest, and he still confesses to me. He telephoned me and said, pray for me, I'm going for a surgery this week. What surgery? He said, the gastro surgery to lose weight. He was a little bit overweight, and this is not good for his health. And doctors told him you have to lose weight, he thought that I do the surgery. But just happened before that by almost five minutes, one gentleman from our church that did the same surgery and almost the same age. And he was telling me, please, Father, stop people from doing this surgery after a certain age. If they exceed say, a certain age, they don't do this. I said, why? He said, the consequence of what happening with him is always vomiting. Is his life is miserable after he did. So I said, must be, yani. not coincidence. A person says to me, he's traveled out of this surgery, and then this priest said, I'm going to do this surgery. So I thought, I said to him, Father, how about if you rely on self-control? Only how? But there isn't that resource for us or not? Self-control is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have access to praying masses and serving God, and your life is, as a priest should qualify you to beg the Lord for self-control. He said, I'll try. He canceled his surgery, and in one year, he lost 25 kilos. He came to visit me after he lost all this. He looked very good, sporty, much younger, and uh, this is one story of this idea of self-control that comes from this resource. Tap on the resource of prayer. Recently, someone sent me a video of a black African lady living in America that her health deteriorated because of obesity. And the doctors told her, you have to lose weight immediately and fast. And the video, I don't know how, it's just a video, maybe on, on the internet. And she said that I used many resources in the past. They helped me to lose three, four kilos, then I gained two, and I needed something dramatic because the doctors told me I need to, to lose 60 kilos or something like that. And I succeeded. How? by a resource that is ignored by people, which is prayer. She decided to pray three times every day for that purpose. She stands before God 
and she begs him, Lord, please give me self-control. And she succeeded in losing more than 60 kilograms in one year, and her health improved and her look improved and so on. I'm just saying that this is a resource to tap on for self-control. Weak I am, hard to resist pornography or temptation or whatever, but there is a resource. The resource is prayer. Have you tried that? Possibly not. Possibly, I said that to someone, a young lady, and she said, is it a topic to pray for? Of course, topic to pray for. Self-control, for any reason. I spoke this as controlling the fat, or losing fat, but it's the same with temptation. Is that a topic that I beg the Lord for? Of course, there is a topic. Please, Lord, give me self-control. Please, Lord, help me. I remember after I was ordained as a priest, at that time I was in my early 40s, uh, still temptation is very tough, and sexual temptation, I mean, and uh, living in the environment of the, the church after ordination, praying all the time, all the time we were praying, and uh, surrounded with holy people and holy memories, it disappeared completely. It was not. Of course, after that, it came again according to the age and medically, every song as well in this body there is temptation. But I had this experience, I'll never forget that the power of God can help me to really overcome temptation. The mind will not go into that area at all. You'll feel support, feel there's something in So, tap on this resource. Among this idea of resource is intercession of saints. In particular, girls, for example, they may ask a very pure figure in the history, which is San Damiana. San Damiana was a symbol of purity. And many girls take San Damiana to be patron saint, that when I need something, I beg her. Beg her for purity. For men, I think the best saint to ask for his intercession is St. Moses the Black. Why? Because he passes through that. You know his history. His history is very strong in his body. And he was, uh, he eats a lot. And he was living together for his pleasures. And he became monk. And the first years in his monastic life, he suffered a lot from sexual temptation to the extent that some of the nights he visited his confession father in the same night, 10 times, 15 times a night. And his confession father was very patient. His name was, he's a saint. He was a saint known in our church, and he accepted him to visit him a number of times in the same night. He gives him counsel, helping him, he gives him advice, he goes, and after an hour he comes again to him, I'm still suffering. And uh, Sir Moses the Black has intercessory power for young men that they I'll tell you something about this saint, Sir Moses the Black. When we get ordained as priests, they give us usually part of the commemoration of saints to, to say it, to pray it in the Mass. And uh, I was praying this in San Bishoy Monastery. And San Bishoy Monastery, the, the, the altar is 
Sirimitha was It's a very big altar. And you sit, of course, as a priest in the middle. And all around this three, three, three meters, monks. The majority of them are young, and they look as angels around the altar. And all of a sudden, they bowed. It scared me. What's going on? That's because I mentioned the name Samoses the Black. The old bell. And I knew after that this habit, all the monks, when they hear the name Samoses the Black, they bow down. And as symbolic of calling upon him, so call upon him as intercession of a saint to help me when I get tempted, please, Samoses the Black, intercede on my behalf to give me self-control to escape the temptation and become victorious. One day in our church, it was the eve of Samoz the Black, and the deacons in Ashayan were saying doxologies. The word doxology means uh, glorification of a saint. The book of Ashayan used to have distributed to the people, have doxologies of saints in series. Started by something and and they were reading, and of course they cannot say purification for all the saints, so they select some. And they came to Saint Moses the Black and they jumped at him, which was yeah, silly because it's the night of his uh, feast. We had an icon, big icon of Saint Moses the Black, covered with glass. And for no obvious reason at all, the the icon fell, and the glass was broken. And all the deacons bowed down to collect pieces of glass. Then a lovely lady in our church came into the altar and called me. I said, yes, sir. I really look at this one. They look at the shape. You know what? Like all of them are bowing down. You know why? There are why. I really because they skipped glorification of this saint. This can be a coincidence, but, but the idea is that St. Moses the Black has his power of intercession, no doubt. So, this use this resource. So, I speak about four points. The third point was motivation to understand that this is a gift, that I can keep my purity. This is, will elevate me much more than my level. I will be able to intercede, I will be able to make my petition heard high above with God. I can receive something from God that I'm not receiving otherwise. And maybe the Lord is waiting for me to acquire this virtue of purity. Then he offered that to me. That was the first point. The second point is that I spoke about this tapping on a resource that's available for us, not available for many, available for us as people that have the faith that we can rely on which is prayer. How many times I pray for my purity? Maybe five times, maybe ten times, maybe every one hour. Because it doesn't need longer time, just say, Lord, please help me. Please save me. Whenever I have temptation, whenever my, my, my body starts yani, disturbing me about this sexual desire, I, I just cry to the Lord, please, Lord, support, such that I can pass the temptation. I shift to a third point, which is don't struggle alone. 
have people helping you have the best person that can help is a confession father the power of confession father prayer for you is much more than you imagine much more than you realize let your confession father be involved with you I go to the confession father and say I'm struggling please help me have prayer remember when I'm sure Anthony said that to me once said to a number of people please and he had difficulty not essential things difficulty it was psychological difficulty and he had a confession father and he confessed he asked his confession father to help him he said come with me they climbed up a high mountain and he hugged him by his right hand and he looked up to the Lord and said Lord please save him from this and that was the last minute that he suffered from this difficulty and he said that this power there not the power of the priest but the power of the confession system confession system is supported by God why because it is a reason that the church is strong and that's why all leaders of the church remember I was in the monastery some 30 odd years ago and I saw Pokshinuda going into the desert by uncomfortable car I asked one monk there, where is he going? He said to his confession father. He was 70 years old, but he has to confess. And then I naively said to this monk, couldn't he invite the confession father to come in? He said, no, he feels that it's impolite. He has to go to him. Despite that, his confession father was a monk, having no degree, but yeah, you don't know which of or something like that. So even if high-ranked people in the church practice confession, we should not ignore it. So use your confession partner for help. That's one resource for you. You know, I always say this example because it runs in my mind. The wolf. The wolf is a savage animal that attacks people, but never attacks a group. It's known about the wolf that it stays hidden in the bush, waiting. Waiting for what? For one person, by going by himself. And for example, if monks go two by two or so, then the wolf doesn't attack. Until he sees one by himself, then attacks. This is the devil. The devil does not attack the power of a group. He attacks individuals. So don't be alone. Get help from your confession part. Should I say my confession to anyone? No, just confession part. Don't, there is no need for you to reveal your confession to spiritual leaders or the, just confession part. But this is a resource that's very important. That's one side of this idea of not being alone. There's another side that's very important that I'll mention to you shortly when I speak about another point, which you can get help from people as a group. The first and top person in the history that planned for teamwork was Jesus. When Jesus sent his disciples, he sent them two by two. He didn't send them individually. They needed to visit villages, 
lot of villages and they were 72 so the first thing that can come to your mind is that they can visit 72 villages each one will good no Jesus didn't like that he sent them two by two but Lord they are not going to cover 70 they will cover only 35 that's okay why is that because of the teamwork this will shift me to the last point, which is the expression that I'm going to say is expression used by Metropolitan Callistus Ware, very lovely, elder Metropolitan in London, belonging to Orthodox Church there. His name is Metropolitan Callistus Ware. He says that learn the art of shifting the focus not only for sexual temptation, for any temptation. There's an art that I can shift my focus. What does he mean by that? I'm cornered by an idea, anger, for example. My wife said, disturbed me, my children, my colleague, my co-worker, disturbed me, then I'm angry. My focus is about that point that caused the anger. Can I shift this focus? What do I mean? I mean but something useful and interesting that my mind will go in that area. What? Anything useful and interesting. The top useful and interesting area that I can shift my focus from sexual temptation to is sport. Sport is a top area because it's useful and it really drags the attention and it is occupying the mind of many people. Sport with, with the consequence of sport. For example, fat loss, for example, toning the body, health and look and things like that. This is the best thing, the best thing that make my focus shift. I give you an example. I'm sitting alone in my room or in my house. There's no one there. I have a laptop in front of me and I'm almost going there in bad size to satisfy the desire of curiosity and sexual needs. Then I turn it off and I go to the gym. I call a friend of mine in the gym or I go jogging or I have a bike to ride. Why is this easy to shift to the focus? Because I know the consequence. The consequence is health, look and achieving a goal. A side story about this shifting the focus. I share this experience with you. One of our beloved people, I knew him when he was in high school. And he decided to do a course in North Queensland. And he went there and started studying there. He was, I think, something like 106, 140 kilograms and he's as short as I am. So you can imagine a person with this height, 140 kilograms, he was pretty fat and ugly. And uh, then he decided to do something. I didn't visit them for almost three years, and one day the youth there told me, come visit us, I went. And they invited us for dinner just happened that he sat next opposite to me on the same table. But I didn't imagine the scene. 
He became exactly how? 65 years. Extremely muscly. The rest in a way that shows his muscle. I said, he looks like him. Impossible to be him. And then someone came and called him by his name. I know his name. Then I said to him, are you Ali? Of course I changed. Yes, it's me. I said, what have you done? Ali reads. He wrote on his chest, obsession. He was obsessed by bodybuilding. His colleagues say to me, he has nothing to do in his life other than lecture theater in the gym. They go to lunch in the gym. In the morning before university, he goes to the gym. And he became like that. And of course, the consequence of that, being sold. And he told me some. he told me something in life. He said that in order to achieve you need to be obsessed. So the word obsession is negative when it is obsession about something wrong. But obsession about something good, why it's wrong? It ended by him being totally transformation. And this is a shift of the focus. And instead of being entrapped by my drowning in sexual mistakes, which affects my concentration, affects my study, affects my Hence, then I shift to something. There are other areas that can I shift my focus to. For example, academic. Some people in their profession, they need to acquire skills. So shift to that skill. If there's a chance for me to have to gain a skill in that, some people I shift my, my focus to service. Visitation. Yani I can visit people, Sunday school servant, my colleagues. We go together, Ashid. And there's a lie that comes from the devil saying to you, you are going to fall anyway. If you don't fall now, you'll fall tomorrow. Or you'll fall after two hours. It's not true. When I shift to the focus, I may have peace in my body, in my system, that may remain a number of days without hard temptation by just shifting the focus. Now I shifted to the idea of speaking about teamwork. You can achieve this by team. Some of the type of sports does not need many colleagues. For example, tennis or squash, you need only one. So you don't need a team like, say, soccer or You need a team that gather on Thursdays. You may go by yourself. Swimming, for example, doesn't need a colleague. You can go by yourself. It's good to have a partner. And uh, this partner will be a friend that I don't discuss with him why I'm going, but, but this is a shift of the focus. This I, the art, Calistus Square call it an art, because it is really an art. And sometimes it makes you capable to do it. Any type of thoughts focused in certain direction, this is actually Psychological help for sometimes I have anxiety, sometimes I have depression. Shift to the focus would be great. There is one person that is depressed in our church, sick, and a lady that goes to psychiatric and take medication, things like that. I'm not a specialist at all in this area, but I found that I'm helping her a lot by shifting the focus. I give her homework to do. She calls me frequently, I tell her, don't call me again until you do the homework. 
What's the homework? To do some telephone calls. She calls some relatives interstate and things like that. Why I'm doing that? She's to the focus. She's self-centered, thinking of herself. My body, my child, weakness, my... So long as she is entrapped in, in herself, she cannot get out of depression or anxiety. But once, you know, this is my own experience. I, before this school, I used to work at the uni. And in many situations, I get folks, academic folks, presenting a paper, giving a lecture, I always felt a little bit of intimidation. Maybe because of the language. The language deficiency, I can receive questions that I don't understand. It's a little bit And uh, this sort of completely impressed Why? Because in priesthood, I came out of self to think of others. And others, I, I care about them. Even some health problems disappear. And even some priests do not have time even to go to medical check. Why? Because they are involved by But this is psychological treatment when you, you, you get out of self. So getting out of self is something very needed in this idea of temptation. Above all, understand that this is a gift from God. And this gift is available for us. And the consequence is amazing. Will this affect my marriage, for example? Whether I'm already married or I'm going to get married? Different, different. I'm not scaring you that these things affect the marriage negatively, but does. Not to the extent that your marriage will fail. The reality is that how many people live in purity? I asked my colleagues, please, once, to share with me their experience about do they have youth that have never fell in masturbation, for example, or something like that? And the answer was a bit depressing. No. No. All the youth do mistakes, but the frequency is different. The weakness is different. But some experience periods. For example, a person in our church who was in HSC stayed one year without touching anything sexual or bad habits or pornography one year. I was very blessed. Uh, some people say number of months pure. Uh, so uh, why I say that not to give you green light to fall, but to, not, not to depress you about the fact that it is very common mistake. Why? Because it's something from within. Yeah, it's something chasing us all the time. And of course we know that conditions of society that we don't get married at a certain age and the majority of us who are not married face difficult difficulty with sexual desires and uh, again it's not a green light to fall but just to relax you to understand that it is very common uh, mistake and uh, how it affects my marriage if I can in bad things. It will affect her. One of the consequences of it is that what I watch on pornography is not the reality. So I have an idea about sexuality that is not a friend of God at all. 
And therefore, both for sexuality is really different. That my partner, my husband, my wife, with me is a very holy relationship. So she is my soul mind, not my body mind. And I care about her. Can I pray during sexual intercourse? Yes. This is very rich. Some people say it's at the time. Yes, why not? Isn't that very holy process? Isn't that the way we share with God in creation, having children? So it's a very holy thing. Is it a plan for God or not? Yes, it is. The plan for God is to have a partner. My body is created in a way, my desires is in a way, and their desires are way that we complement each other. Now what I watch in program is very different. I watch very selfish approach, considering the other gender is flesh, only flesh, is no feeling. These animal acts that are not degrading. And some of the things that are shown on the internet are degrading. Degrade the human to become an animal. The breaks of animal, what they call oral sharp sex or sharp. These are breaks of animals, not human. It's not meant to be for human. Human is looking at the thing in a very enhanced way. Christian marriage is very hard, very hard. Remember, a number of years ago, there were a couple, both of them are among 100 years. The man was 103, the woman was 100. I used to visit them to give them more communion every couple of months. That was the joy of my priest to visit them. The man goes to his side, but his body is strong. The woman is in a wheelchair, but her side is still. And he goes shooting. And he drives her from her wheelchair. Then she says to the screen, fast, go left, go right, and we leave together. Very unlikely that in this age there's any sexual relationship, but he remember the slum. Then the man died. The woman said to me, I'll die. Then I'm not sure. I can't, I can't. I lived with this man 75 years. We shared everything, I can't live. And she died. But her choose, she died. Maybe one month or something like that after a couple of months, I don't remember. But the idea is the relationship is distorted by the exposure to the fancy world that we are living in under the title of internet or something. They, they, they distort our minds completely. That's my sexual power. Is affected? Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, sexual power is very complete for those people who live in purity. Very much. I have a gentleman in our church that used to confess with me, and he never failed for salvation until the age of 25, 26. To tell the truth, I was worried about his health. Is he normal? Because yeah, he may be the only person that I observed that he is in control. And he was married. He's very happy with his wife, clearly that. That's because he kept his beauty. So it's 
So keeping the purity has consequences even on marriage. Moreover, the joy of sexuality will be from the source, not from the other gender. When I get pleasures from the other gender in difference, suppose that I am a man and the good pleasure from different women. I go to the sun and there is a fancy ending. Uh, I watch things and I meet things physically and I touch it girls. And then I get married. Then the pleasure of sexuality is not from this woman that's called my wife, it's from women, which is very close for me, not for her. Very close for me. If a person, like a girl that I've never been touched by a man, the first man that allowed him to touch my body is my husband, then I assure you the type of happiness and the type of love that will be mutual between us is different. Also, sexual, sexually transmitted disease, for example. I had a couple of their sisters. Then the wife came and said, I'm fighting for the divorce. I said, why do you say that? She said that I got sexually transmitted disease. I never touched a man other than a husband. I asked the doctor, he said, very likely it's from your husband. The husband is confessing to me, he never confessed sin. And he said, in front of the altar, I don't lie, I did a mistake 40 years ago, before marriage. But then, since I got married, so it's in his system. There is still virus in his body for 40 years. And it manifests itself when they became weak and old age. And uh, why I say this silly story? Just to let you understand that purity is, is, uh, uh, has its consistency, its, its beauty. The first one that enjoys marriage is the one that's pure. You're pure. You know, the majority of Christian women they are very happy by their husbands because they have never known other than him. Imagine a girl that had multiple partners before her marriage. Would she ever be happy in her marriage? You remember this bad this so when God gives to them, God is our desire. He knows what's good for us. If you obey Him, you live in happiness. May the Lord give us this. We pray for each other, by the way. Pray for St. Therese, the Catholic saint. She developed terminal disease when she was very young, in her early 20s or even late teenage. And she suffered a lot. And she said that I offer my suffering for the Lord, for the purity of this. And it happened. And people around her and her contemporary were living in purity because of this same that had this. So may the Lord give us this power to conceive on each other. Huh? Lucky you if 
you get elements of that trend. And sometimes we only depend on certain things you have to get elements, like drugs, for One of our youth is unfortunately, said to me, you take drugs with me, then we both stop the right way. You see how hard it is. I was too sick to turn because there are some drugs that you get your addiction from one shot or one use. Number of reasons why I went to work. Same thing. It's a process whereby we put some material in the veins and arteries of the heart such that it will be open. I was really disturbed because I know it's going to happen. They poke at my heart, going to think that it's, it's... Then the doctor was very nice, he knew that I'm disturbed, so he injected me by certain drug. The drug made, made me extremely happy. Life was peaceful. The first to show you that everything was nice. My son was there. He's a father. I said, what is that? He said, he's too addictive. But thanks to the Lord, it's not available at that mark. Don't try. You can't find it. It's really addictive. So sometimes reactions are addicted for one attempt. Why would you do that? I'll send them back. The group of people sent them over the mark recently. They are going to patient time. And as we agreed, all the priests, that before people go, Overseas, they sit with the priest to set some rules. For example, when fasting, when they say in my case, about not going to massage. Then someone said, Why? Was a discussion about it. We don't like ourselves to be exposed. Why? Why are you here? Yeah. Sometimes the age is here. And they go just near the edge. Then any minor push or fall. Why to be near the edge? Why not have a margin? Why not to chop the possibility of my mistakes? Some people make promises. I promise you, Lord, that I'm not going to fall in the salvation for one year. Then they fail their promise after one week. Why? Because they promise wrongly. If you make a vow, make vow about the steps that leads to purity. Not about full purity, it's not in your hand. But steps are in your hand. Step number one, to have a filter. There are some very strong filters on your laptop or your mobile that stop you going to any uh, bad sites. They may need a password. Go to your confession file. He'll put the password for you. Yes, there's always ways to get out of it, but hard. At least you get any protection before you fall. You can promise something like that. What other promises I do? I promise that there is no electronic in my bedroom. All out. To be charged, for example, overnight. But not in my bedroom. If you are studying, if, if there's hard copy, why to use a soft 
Why, why, why do you use the, the internet? I need it for my research. By all means, download it. I've had the copy. Turn the computer off. But don't make the scene at your fingerprint, at your fingers. And then you say, I fell. I fell because I didn't have protection. I didn't protect myself. Protect yourself. I tell you an experience that happened in my house. In a similar talk like that, some maybe 15, 20 years ago, I said to the people, why you lock the door? Why you lock your door in your room? I went back home and I found my children opening the door. We lived a number of years, none of us locked the door. I bow down in front of my children about this capability. But we lived in a very strange house. We never locked doors. Never. Why to lock them? Why to unlock it? Because it's protection. Mom can come at any time. When you lock the room and they have your laptop next to you, sorry, hard luck, temptation will be and leading to falling easy. Do measures, promise measures that will protect you rather than the final goal. I can promise God about that and I can promise myself for other reasons. For example, if I, uh, if I like to achieve, say, uh, weight control, then I promise myself that next month I'll be two kilograms less. Then next month I am plus two kilograms. Why is that? Because I promise wrong. I promise, for example, that I stop eating at 6 p.m. or 5 a.m. or even somebody yesterday was telling me 3 p.m. after 3 a.m. So you promise something that is achievable. And you have measures to help you. Have partner. Use a person that share with you them. Is it easy? Of course not. I repeat what I said at the start. It is the hardest. To keep purity is very, very hard. That's why it's very, very valuable in the iPhone. Because it's something. I tell you over the years, some personal experience that helped me sometimes. Not that I'm successful all the time, of course, but the, the periods of success happen as, as follows. At one stage in my life, that helped a lot. Whenever any sexual wrong desire comes, stand up, fall on my knees in front of God, in front of an icon, and loud with a voice, say, I am your servant, my Lord Jesus Christ. Why that? Because the desire of the devil is that we worship him. And when I say that loudly, and with the act of bowing, it is expelling the devil. The devil has to go. And it happens. Why is that? Because if two boys approach a girl, and the girl says to one of them, I love you. You are my share. I hope that you will be my husband. The other boy has to go. So expelling the other boy. So when I declare 
Isn't that exactly what we do in Baptist? Have you attended Baptist? In the Baptist, we look at the West, symbolic of the devil, and say, I renounce you with all your impure, all your evil soldiers, all your principalities. I renounce you, renounce you, renounce you. Then I turn to the East and say, I accept you, Christ. Why this is important? It is expelling the devil. So this is one technique whereby you get power in front of God by doing this. Do it and you see power. And bow down in front of God with loud voice. Speak with voice. Raise your hand and say, I am your servant. I don't bow to this word. This is one, one technique. One other technique that helped some people. There was one youth in our church that go to brothels. I said to him, you go with your car, he says, I say, next time you are going to the brothel, don't see, force the steam wheel towards my house. Come and visit me. I do father, I go to these places 1 p.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m. I said, come. Are you sure? I said, 100%. Come. So it didn't take him a number of days, and I got a telephone call 1 a.m. I was living in big house. I said, Father, I'm at the door. It was my joy. Really my joy. I rushed down. Come in. He said, no. I'm not coming in. And he fell on his knees, stretched his hand, and said, pray with me. He never went to these places again. That was the last time of being tempted to go to these places. So this is another technique whereby make a decision in front of God. Use the power of did I despise him? I respect him beyond the limit. I loved him because was I joyful to get up 1 a.m. to go down to open the door? Extremely joyful. This is the joy of a priest. What makes a priest happy more than that? The power of a person getting out of his trap. Break the bondage. Set yourself free. Then you'll be successful in other things. You have joy. The majority of our depression, weakness, comes from the fact that I lack self-control. Let us pray for each other that the Lord will give, not only me, but all when the use of the church pray for each other, there is power that can come out of them. May the Lord in his mercy bless you on us this tremendous gift of keeping our purity really in his name forever. And thank you for inviting me. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart and we pray that it will not only inform you but will also transform you and your life with Christ.